the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Disciples Pathway Ministries. Welcome to Disciples Pathway Ministries, a mobile ministry with Minister Robbie E. Lilly. Disciples Pathway Ministry is a mobile ministry advancing the kingdom of God so that no one is left behind when Jesus Christ, our King of Kings, returns for his great church. I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligence shall find me. And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. So now faith, hope, love, abides. But these three things, but the greatest of these is love. Father, how we do love you. And let us pray. Father, thank you right now for this opportunity to come before you, to trust in your hand and in your plan that you have for us a future and a hope, Father God. Lord, we thank you for your tender mercies, for your grace, for your loving kindness, for all that you bestow upon us each day, for you are faithful, Father God. You said even when we're not faithful, you remain faithful, for you cannot deny yourself, Father God. So we thank you, Father, for entrusting this opportunity to us, Lord God, to speak to the masses on your behalf, Father God. We pray, Lord God, that the hearts are open to receive, to be blessed, that spiritual ears are open to hear, that every distraction be removed, Father God. Oh, Lord, that your word be not hindered. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for being a friend that's sticking closer than a brother unto us today. Help us to believe only, Father God, according to your word. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify you. We pray that something is said and done today that others would hear and believe, Father God, according to your word. Father, we thank you. We praise you for this awesome, wonderful afternoon to speak to your people. As it is written, so let it be done. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Amen. Awesome, wonderful afternoon. Family of God, we love you. We praise you guys for just coming and tuning in and uh, just joining us each and every Sunday afternoon. I want to say hello again. Welcome back, Pastor DeAndre K. Bell. He's back on the mic with us. Praise God to finish up this month's series. Uh, Minister Dion, of course, is in the house. Praise the Lord. We just love you guys, and today's message is when men believe, when men believe. Good afternoon to you, Minister Robbie, and good afternoon to you, Minister Dion. Thank you all again for the opportunity to come and share with you all. We've started this journey in an effort to assist and help and aid men to become better, and I'm grateful to God for the door that has been opened. And so we started by trying to help men find their identity, their purpose, and even direction in life. And we've talked about what happens when men pray. And so today I want to continue in that same vein by simply discussing when men believe. There is found in the Gospel of Mark chapter 9, commencing around verse 14, it is actually two stories in one. Mm-hmm. It is Jesus and his inner circle on the Mount of Transfiguration. But down in the valley, there's another story that's transpiring because a man is having difficulty with his son. 
and he brings his son to the place that he thinks that he can get help, he can get assistance, but to no avail because those that he brings him to, they're unable to assist him with his problem. And so finally, Jesus and his three disciples come down from the mountain and Jesus inquires about what is transpiring below. And so ultimately, the man says to Jesus, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. And so when men believe, it aids them, it helps them because faith is nothing more than our surrender to God. One of the most majestic and graceful animals on the planet is the impala. But the Impala has certain shortcomings. Mm. The Impala is able to run almost 40 miles an hour. The Impala is able to leap almost 10 feet in the air and cover some 30 feet when it launches off the ground. But the African Impala can be enclosed in any zoo with walls that are only three feet high. So how is it that an animal that can run almost 40 miles an hour can leap 10 feet in the air and cover some 30 feet when it launches can be held inside of an enclosure that's only three feet high? That's because the Impala won't jump anywhere that it cannot see where its feet is going to land. Mm. Mm. And so that's what happens so often in our lives. We're trying to look with our physical eyes. And because we cannot see where we're going to land, we are afraid to launch. We are afraid to leap. We are afraid to run. And so here in Mark chapter 9, we find a sad father who has a sobering failure. That then comes to a satanic fiend, Hmm. and then there's a serious fault, but ultimately there is a saving friend. This father is sad. He's depressed because he cannot do anything about his son's situation, Hmm. which reminds me of what I said to us before, that God will put more on us than we can bear. (laughs) And the reason he does it is because he wants us to come to him. So this man finds himself in a situation that he cannot solve. He's sad about that, and he brings his son to the disciples of Jesus, but the disciples are unable to cast out the demon that is on this child. So that's a sobering failure. But then there is a satanic fiend, Mm. because ultimately we discover that the devil, Satan, Diablos, is behind this thing that is attacking this young man. Mm. But then there's a serious fault. The man says, I have faith. I do believe, but I need help with my unbelief and Jesus steps in to aid him with his unbelief by becoming that saving friend so what does this text teach us about our lives and what does this text teach us about when men believe the first thing that we have to understand is the admission of our own frailty when we look at what faith is according to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number one faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. But what does all that mean? It simply means that faith is nothing more than anticipation and assurance. And this man acknowledges that I'm in a position, I'm in a place that I cannot do anything about my situation. And so it's going to take faith. I'm going to have to believe in something that is greater than me in order to solve the problem that I now encounter. Thomas Carlyle said, a man lives by believing something, not by debating or arguing about many things. Mm -hmm. And I think ultimately our lives have to be lived on the crux of faith. 
when we read Hebrews 11, we find what is called the Hall of Fame of Faith. Abel teaches us how to worship by faith yeah. because he offered a more excellent sacrifice unto God than his brother uh, did. Mm-hmm. Not only does Abel teach us how to worship by faith, but Abraham teaches us how to wait by faith. He waited for 25 years for God ultimately to answer the uh, promise that God had given him. So Abel teaches us how to worship by faith. Abraham teaches us how to wait by faith. But then, Minister Robbie Lilly, you ought to love this one. Sarah teaches us how to be a wife by faith. As you said, she called her husband Lord. She submitted to Abraham. Although she laughed at God, she realized that God was going to do something for them that they could not do for themselves. But then when we keep reading Hebrews chapter 11, when the devil comes to attack us or when we have to fight in the world, David teaches us how to go to war by faith. And so if you and I are going to survive, if you and I are going to do what God has called us to do, we've got to learn how to war by faith. But I love this one. Noah teaches us how to work by faith. Noah preached the same sermon every night, and he worked every day on that ark for 120 years. It's going to rain. So Noah worked for the Lord, and if you and I are going to work for God, we've got to work by faith. But here this man admits his own shortcomings. He admits his own frailties. But then the disciples have to also admit to themselves, this is something that is beyond us. They brought him to the ones that they thought could do something about his situation. And I am convinced that the church needs to operate in the power that God has given us. Mm. People are looking at the church. People are coming to the church saying, what are you going to do about my situation? And we've got to provide them with the hope that no matter what you go through, no matter what you face, that God will allow the sun to shine in your life again. But we have to be willing to admit because failure is not final. I have to learn from the mistakes so that I know that I don't repeat that same mistake again. So this man has the admission of his own frailty, but then there is the attack on his family. This man is concerned about his son. Now, we the only thing that we do know about the text is that this uh, devil, this demon has been tormenting him since he was very young. But now this man wants something done about his situation. Now, I said to us that there are two stories in one, because when you compare these two stories, we have two fathers and two sons. There is God, the father on the Mount of Transfiguration. And then there is God, the son, Jesus Christ on the Mount of Transfiguration. But down in the valley, there's an earthly father and an earthly son. But when we look at these two fathers, they have two totally different experiences. We have a heavenly father and an earthly father. We have a heavenly son and we have an earthly son. But more than that, the heavenly father is honored by his son. But the earthly father is horrified by his son. We have a heavenly father who is excited about what his son is going to do. And we have an earthly father who is terrified by his own son. He says that this demon comes on him and it torments him, causes him to foam at the mouth and roll on the floor, takes him into the fire, takes him into the flood. This demon is tormenting him. And I need you to do something about his situation. I tell people all the time that if we really want to draw people to the church, that we've got to start a fire. Yes. Mm. If I pull out a gun, people will immediately start running. Yes. 
If I pull out a knife, people will immediately back up. But if I start a fire, everybody in Houston is going to come to see what's burning. And that may be why people are not being attracted to the church even today. It's because the church is not on fire for God. And this man says that my family is under attack. And I need something that's going to help me survive this situation Mm -hmm. that I find myself in. And the devil is seeking to destroy the family. I'm not going to get into a debate and discussion, but you all know that what we see today in the world is not God's design for the family. Mm -hmm. God's design for the family is a man, a woman and the children. But ultimately, we have allowed the world to dictate for us what the family ought to be like. Mm -hmm. And some things, Minister Dion, are just not natural. Yes, sir. And so during the course of the way we view the family, the family today is under attack. And so we have to constantly be on guard against the wiles of the devil. Mm -hmm. Paul tells us that he has no new tricks The same three things that he tried on Adam and Eve are the same three things that he tried on Jesus. And they're the same three things that he tries on us. The devil's attacks are physical. They are mental and they are emotional. Mm. And if we can get beyond those attacks, knowing that he's only trying to play tricks on our minds. That's why Paul tells us that we ought to have our minds renewed and be not conformed to the things of this world. Because if we have our minds renewed, then we can do exactly what God has called us to do. So we have the admission of his frailty. We have the attack on his family. But ultimately, we have the acknowledgement of his faith because he tells Jesus, I believe, but I need you to help me with my unbelief. Mm -hmm. He says there's something about what I'm going through that is causing my faith, causing my belief system to fall short of where God wants it to be. And ultimately, we fall short of the faith that we need in God because of our failure to get into the word of God. Now, I would often say that if I were in revival, I would tell you that there are at least 26 vitamins in the word of God. Minister Dion works out He's a trainer and he works with others. But I know that one piece of advice that he gives those that he is training is to take vitamins. And so if you and I would just simply take some vitamins from the word of God, I promise you that our lives uh, will be strengthened. Now, I know people are saying 26 vitamins. Yes. Vitamin A. As the heart panteth after the water brook, so doth my soul after thee. Vitamin B, bless the Lord, O my soul, Mm. and all that is within me. Vitamin C, cast your cares upon him, for he careth for you. Vitamin D, delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Vitamin E, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Vitamin F, fret not thyself because of evildoers, and be not envious of workers of iniquity. Vitamin G, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in a time of trouble. Vitamin H, he that keepeth Israel neither slumbers nor sleep. Vitamin I, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Vitamin J, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday to 
today and forevermore. Mm-hmm. Vitamin K, know ye not that the Lord, he is God. Vitamin L, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Amen. Vitamin M, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. Vitamin N, no weapon formed against me Thank shall you. prosper. Vitamin O, oh, taste and see that <laughs> the Lord is good. Vitamin P, praise the Lord. Vitamin Q, quench not the spirit. Mm-hmm. Vitamin R, resist the devil and he shall flee. Vitamin S, search me, O Lord, and try me. Yes. Vitamin T, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to your own understanding. Vitamin U, unto us is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Vitamin V, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Vitamin W, will a man rob God, yet you've robbed me in tithes and offerings. Vitamin X, Oh, we got you now, Pastor Bell, because we know that X is not in the Bible. I say again, except a man be born again, he shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Vitamin Y, ye are the light of the world. Ye are the salt of the earth. Vitamin Z, the zeal of thine house has eaten up my soul. If you and I would just take some vitamins from the word of God, it will strengthen our faith and our belief in God. And we can do exactly what God has called us to do. God bless you all and God keep you. Thank you for allowing me this opportunity just to share a few words with the people of God today. Amen. 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 Hey, Mom, you taught me that little in the hands of God is much. And just those little nuggets, those little vitamins, little in the hands of God is much. Amen. And exceedingly great, great grace. Hallelujah. And I'm just blown back, family. I'm telling you, and that's hard to get me to be speechless. You understand what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) I don't care, Pastor, but I'm telling the truth. You say, confess our faults. Hallelujah. God is so awesome, family. And I pray that you guys are being blessed and enriched. Pastor has given us some food for thought, some vitamins for health and strength that's going to carry us into the duration of this journey. This is a journey that we're on with our Father, and we must stay in the game. We cannot continue to be spectators, you understand, sitting on the pews, you understand. You got to get in coach face. Coach, put me in the game. I'm in the game. You understand what I'm saying? Give me the ball. You understand? We have to stay ready, and when you stay ready, it ain't hard to get ready. You understand? So, this is for you guys to be blessed. Oh, my God. I, I pray. I really pray that God would open up an avenue where Pastor Bell can continue to come as often as he wants to or God need him to. Uh, we just here as a ministry of come alongside to lift up our brothers and sisters' hand, you know, to continue to press toward the mark, to lift up the bloodstained banner. When men believe the women and the children, I am convinced, will follow. You understand what I'm saying? When mm-hmm. men believe, I am convinced that the women and the children will follow. Amen. Amen. When men lead the way, there's going to be an opening. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, Minister Lily, you and I have discussed about our upbringing and where we grew up. And we talked about both of us growing up in Fifth Ward. But we lived in what we called at the time the Coke Apartments, but they were actually the Clemmy Manor Apartments across the street from Finnegan Park. Mm -hmm. And Archimedes teaches us about the principle of buoyancy. And so if a person is going to learn to swim, they have to surrender to the will of the water. Mm -hmm. And so that's all faith is. It is us surrendering to the will of God. Amen. You can never save a drowning person until they surrender. 
They advise lifeguards all the time. As long as the person is fighting, you wait until they stop fighting. And then that's when you can go out and save them because you run the risk of them hitting you in the head or making you go unconscious. Now, both of you all are going to drown. And so it's not until we surrender to the will of God that God is able to move on our behalf and we become the kind of men that God wants us to be in order to lead our families. We are not born, if you will, as husbands. We are not born as wives. We are only following the pattern that is given to us. And so that's why it's important that we train up our children in the way that they should go. And then when they are old, they won't depart. It didn't say they won't depart from it. It says they won't depart far from it. And so as we continue this journey, I pray and trust that I am helping uh, those men. And I'm even helping myself as I continue to journey uh, Mm -hmm. with God to become what he wants me to be. I tell people all the time that God wants us to be the light of the world. But instead of us being the light of the world, Minister Dion, a lot of people want to be the spotlight. Right. They want to be the center of attention. (laughs) And if they're not a spotlight, they want to be a flashlight. They just turn off and on when they get ready. (laughs) Or they're a Christmas light. They just only come out during their season. And so God (laughs) wants us to be the light of the world. And in order for us to be the light of the world, it's going to be incumbent upon the men to take their rightful place and lead the way God has designed us to lead. I know we're strong, but when we believe, it is just simply us surrendering to the will of God. Amen. Amen. Uh, some time ago, we did an um, uh, episode on faith and belief and things like that, and I looked into the Word, and when it studied back into his Hebrew, the definition comes out to say the confidence that the thing that's placed under you is real or yeah. the assurance of foundation the confidence that the thing that's placed under you is real, the assurance of foundation when you go back to, to buoyancy and that thing and, and that thing that's really to push and keep you up, yet you're fighting and you're going down. Absolutely. When you went back to the Impalas, the fact that they don't know where their feet is going to land, you know, right. it, it, the, the assurance and the confidence that the thing that's placed underneath you is real. And that's what faith in our Lord is, is that my Lord is my foundation. Absolutely. My feet will not slip. They shall not slip. That the thing that's if you will put your confidence or confidence or confide in our Lord. Yeah. Absolutely. He will keep us up. You know, we operate in faith every day. When you and I woke up this morning, we did not instinctively look down to see if the floor was there. Here we go. We just swung our legs out of the bed. And because the floor was there last night, we assumed that the floor is still there today. That's faith. Amen. Amen. And so if we have faith to believe that the floor was there last night, we ought to have that same kind of faith in God because he has proven himself. Amen. Men, women, boys and girls are convicted of crimes every day that nobody has ever witnessed. They go to a court and because of the evidence that is presented, a jury convicts them of a crime that nobody saw them commit. Hmm. But why is it that we won't believe God? I don't have to be there to know that God created the universe. Hmm. The evidence is there that God created it. Amen. Amen. And, you know, that that, you know, waking up in the morning, the floor being underneath you, that may sound elementary. But look at the families that suffered over there in Florida in the middle of the night, Mm -hmm. how how the whole building came down on them and let us pray for them. 
yeah. let us pray for one family. But it sounds elementary, but this thing here is very true. Yes. It's very true indeed. And family, we come to you yes. presenting this Lord, our Lord. One thing I know is that children will always tell the truth about their parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I say that's why God that's why God tells us to praise him and, and tell others about his goodness and kindness because children will always tell about the good about the th- the truth about their parents. Yeah. So we're telling you about a good God. And this God is not just for us, but he's for you too. Yeah. All those who will call upon his name and to love him and to honor him and to walk after him and to search out his law, his commandment, his ordinance, his statutes. You don't have to be a theologian, you don't have to yeah. have a degree, you don't have to come from a, a upscale or a downscale if you would just believe right now where you're at. And we want to give you the opportunity to step into it if you have not received a salvation please repeat this prayer after me that you may enter in with the lord on your side lord i am a sinner in need of a savior i believe you hung bled and died in my place you the son of god then rose and is now seated at the right hand of the father lord jesus you're welcomed in this place of my heart may your spirit never depart receive me as i received you this day in your holy name we pray. Amen and amen. If you just uttered those words, heaven is rejoicing that you're coming. Amen. The trumpets are sounded, the angels are clapping. Family, we love you. We love you. Until next time, one, one voice, voice, I speak life. Thanks for listening to Disciples Pathway Ministries with Minister Robbie E. Lilly. Thanks for your prayers and for your gifts to his great work of God. For booking and requests for services, look up Disciples Pathway Ministries on Facebook. That's Disciples Pathway Ministries on Facebook.